I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm, and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success. So you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. There's a lot of negative self-talk out there at the moment, particularly with the media and talks about a recession and a downturn. And I think it's really important to be aware of these things. But I want to talk today about how we can reframe some of these things and make sure that we're not getting too caught up in the negativity. So what what is negative self-talk? You know, you've got the voice, everyone's got the voice, the one that's in our heads. We've all got it. I think it's on a scale. I think some people have it more than others. So a few points here. Negative self-talk is a repetitive pattern of thoughts that can leave us feeling hopeless, create low, low self-esteem, uh, and even, even depression uh, in serious cases. It's usually stemmed from limiting beliefs a person has about themselves. And, and this can be because of other people in our lives, parents, teachers, uh, business leaders, bosses, uh, coaches, you know, in sports, that could have created this negative self-talk. It could even be their voice in some ways. So we talk about that. Research has shown that negative self-talk uh, or the receptors in the brain that are responsible for pain actually experience negative self-talk in the same way. And, and ultimately, it can have a damaging effect on our, on our self-confidence, our well-being. And if you're someone that is really aspiring to achieve lots, either as a, as a business leader, as an entrepreneur, as an athlete, you know, if you're a high performer and you want to play it or compete or uh, achieve things in your business at the highest level, then this can really get in the way of that. So managing self-talk is, is really important. So I think that the things to think about here is that there are choices that we can make as well, you know, around focusing on the positive versus the, the negative, getting stressed about things that are out of our control or, or focusing on, on things that we can influence. These things will have a, a major impact on, on our mental health, our well-being. But I do believe it's possible to overcome it. In fact, I know it's possible because I've experienced it myself. Yeah in 1997 and it was about this time when I was really starting to push myself and try and elevate my game and and going from what was a relatively a big fish in a small pond playing in the UK and Europe to going to Canada uh, the US and playing at a much higher level and that's when I really started to feel stress and I think when we do put ourselves out of, out of our comfort zone it is painful you know and that's why I think the receptors in the brain experience pain in the same way as we do when we, we stretch ourselves or we experience change, you know, things, doing things in a different way, the environment around us changes, the stress, the pressure uh, that's on us. When we're in our comfort zone, or when we keep going back to our comfort zone, we, we find it easy. And, and for me, when I, I like the analogy of the elastic band. You, know, you stretch yourself, you hold it there for a period of time. When the elastic band goes back to its comfort zone, it's bigger. And that's why we have to keep stretching ourselves, not to panic, not to stress, but to, to get out of our own heads and, and get comfortable with the unknown, with uncertainty. And I think this is really important for leaders because we don't want to project. You know, I'm a, I'm a father of, of four, uh, and it's really important to me. This is my, my son, and Harry, he, he's now pursuing his hockey career. He's only, he's only six. Um, but he is playing at one of the most prestigious clubs in, in Czech Republic. <clears throat> and I have a job as a parent, one, not to project my own agenda on him, you know, because I want to live my dream through him. We see that a lot with parents. 
and also that I don't um, I don't pass on some of those negative thoughts or fears or concerns that I'm bringing a level of positivity and and it's about having fun and, and developing his growth mindset and as leaders we have the same responsibility with our people we don't want to project negativity or project our own agenda we're trying to achieve results because it, it meets our agenda we want to be transformational leaders not transactional leaders and we want to be able to help others go on their own journey in their own transformation so this is really really important that we we learn how to to cope with these things so i'm going to share some thoughts around this these, these five ways i found that the, the most powerful way to overcome negative thoughts and it's been the most powerful way in my coaching as well and helping others uh, overcome negative thoughts is to accept it, that they are there, that, that this is normal behavior. It's normal feeling. It's the brain protecting us from danger. You know, it served us for hundreds of thousands of years. Without it, humans would have been wiped out a long time ago, right? Because we wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have seen these dangers. We wouldn't have perceived them as dangers. So we're constantly scanning for external threats. Negative thoughts are internal threats. So the brain responds in the same way. There's obviously a stimuli, a situation, an environment that might put us into a bit of fight flight or create that inner voice, that paranoia that's going on. So I think the first step is to actually write out those thoughts, write them down or make a mental note when they occur. So you, you recognize these things coming. And I, I consider them like triggers in a way. You know, you, you start to anticipate these situations you know if you want to give a, a keynote speech or get into a negotiation with somebody or deliver some tough feedback to someone this might cr create some emotions it might you know whether you believe in it or not the, the kind of imposter syndrome all these thoughts that can happen internally um, so writing them down and that way we start to you know the analogy I use is driving your car really fast if you're driving really fast and you hit the bend the car spins out of control versus seeing the bend, easing off the accelerator, applying some brake, and then accelerating around the bend, that's being in control. And the first step in that is accepting that these bends are going to come and these bumpy roads and, and so on, and writing them down and, and acknowledging those feelings and those experiences versus trying to suppress them in some way or trying to be kind of macho and pretend that they don't exist mindfulness and, and being or being mindful of, of these thoughts and feelings are really, really important. And for me, that is the first step. The other thing is to challenge these thoughts, you know, to start asking, well, where are they coming from? What, what voice is this? You know, going back to my point of projecting, if I was to project negative thoughts and, and say to my, my son or my team that, well, you're not good enough and you, you need to be better and you need to do this and, you, you know, and it's all negative they will grow up, my son will grow up believing that he's not good enough and he, you know, won't make it if he keeps doing this. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. We want the, the reverse of that. But if you're experiencing some of those negative thoughts, where is it coming from? Is it because someone projected it on you? You know, did you, is there a pattern that needs breaking? And I, I shared a story in my book where I came home one day loving cricket. I was about nine years old. I was playing cricket. And I was really enjoying it. And I said to my dad, who, by the way, was a very good cricketer, could have made it to, you know, play for the country and so on. But for whatever reason, he didn't. Well, I kind of know now, I think. He said to me, you'll never be a cricket player. And I was like, what? That it came out of nowhere because I always thought of my dad as being a positive person. I thought he would um, want me to play cricket. But he just said out of the blue, you'll never be a cricket player. 
My father passed away when I was 16. Uh, my granddad, his father, uh, I'd go and see him every week. And we were watching ice hockey on, on TV. And I said to my granddad, one day, granddad, I'm going to play ice hockey at a professional level like these guys on TV. And he turned to me and said, you'll never be a professional hockey player. And it was in that moment I had this kind of epiphany, this light bulb moment. I was like, now I know where it came from. It was passed on from my dad, to, my granddad to my dad and then on to me. So I'm really conscious that I don't pass it on. You've got to break the pattern. Start to ask yourself, where, where, do these, where does this voice come from? What's the evidence here? And, and if I was to strip all that away and just take control of this for myself, it could be a very different thought and a very different uh, set of you know, way of thinking. So break the pattern. Challenge those negative thoughts. Ask where they're coming from. The other thing we can do, of course, is reframe. And I think this is a really important thing to do as, as a parent, as a coach, as a, as a leader, is to re reframe, you know, play things back differently to the way we're hearing it, helping people make sense of that negativity. And instead of saying things like, um, I'm a failure, I can't do it, it, it's changing it to, well, you can't do it yet. You know, building on Carol Dweck's work around the growth mindset, just adding that three-letter word in at the end. You know, when my kids say, I can't do it, you can't do it yet, right? So we're, we're, we might have made a mistake, we might have failed. That's okay. We have something to work with this failure. Fail fast, learn quick. You know, it's a big mantra that I talk about on the leadership program and having a review process to keep developing that growth mindset. It's, it's really important. Um, so that way we start to reframe it. When you hear something negative, how do you reframe it into something positive to play it back to that person or play it back to yourself so it's a, in a more positive, positive way? So reframing it is, is really important. Next one is, is practicing self-compassion. You know, this, you hear it on the plane, right? Every time you get on the plane, they, they go through the safety and they say, before you help anybody else, get your own oxygen mask on first. And so self-care isn't selfish. You know, it's, it's being selfish to serve others. So having compassion for yourself, you know, treat yourself with the same level of kindness you would, you know, would with your best friend. I mean, you would never talk to your best friend the way you talk to yourself in your head, right? You know, this idea that, <laughs> we beat ourselves up, you know, verbally. So what I see in all the top performers, top athletes I've worked with, particularly the professional athletes, and we see this in leaders that, that, that when, once they have that epiphany when they're in a kind of a big role, is that they play to their strengths, right? They are playing to their strengths. They're doubling down on their strengths. And one of the things I talk about a lot is identifying what you're good at and then being really, really good at that, like going all in on that. Sometimes we think, oh, I've got, I'm, I'm a bit weak over here and I'm a bit weak over here, so I'm, I'm going to try and develop that over there. And, I'm, and, and we end up diluting and, you know, our performance. So being really good, you know, the, the top ice hockey players, obviously that's my background, I think football's the same, any sport, you know, they, the, the players know what they're really strong at. They know that they are either not going to be a Ronaldo or, a, you know, a, in ice hockey, a Conor McDavid or someone who has, you know, got this style about them. But at the same time, those players don't want to, they know that they've got, Players that play a more defensive game, they, they know that that's their thing. Um, maybe it's speed. And so they work on those things. They work on these things in, in their game. And, and leadership is no different. You know, if, if, if you're visionary, if you're a really good speaker, be really good at speaking. If you are um, good at data and analyzing data, be excellent at that and find someone else to do the other stuff. You know, just really home in on what you're good at and what your superpower is. And that can improve your confidence, uh, rather than thinking, oh, I'm really not good at this. I'm not really a visionary leader. Not all leaders are visionary. You know, it's not, it's not for everybody. Some leaders are more process-driven and linear. 
and they can work with someone who can help them present that idea in a, in a more high-level way, in a way that lands. Play to your strengths and, and just accept it. And, and of course, this one is a big one. Uh, if you are in a, you know, you've got people on your team that are bringing negativity, you know, it only takes one bad apple in the dressing room to, to ruin the, the game plan, uh, to spoil the culture, uh, certainly in sports. And whether you're on a sales floor, you know, in your team, you know, building that positive, you need people around you. Find people that lift you up. You know, you're the, the average of the five people that you meet in your life, right? So you would have find five people on your team who stretch you, challenge you, uh, find people in your team, mentors, uh, peers, people that really help you level up. So they're, they're the five things, you know, making sure that you identify those negative thoughts, write them down, challenge those negative thoughts, ask yourself where are they coming from, reframe your thoughts, turning that, that negative language into a more positive outlook, you know, applying that the growth mindset that I talked about, get your own option mask on first and play to your strengths. You know, practice self-compassion, practice uh, caring for yourself so you can care for others. And then make sure you're surrounded by people. You're not in, in toxic relationships or the people in your team that are bringing the team down, regardless how good they are, by the way. So your action. What is the action for yourself? What are you going to take away for you personally that you can apply to, to manage your own self-talk and any, any negative self-talk that you have? And as a leader, what are the things that you can do to help others? Good luck. I hope you found that useful. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, head over to andrewsilito.com.